0: Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: Good morning. It's another day's journey. It's another day's journey. And we are glad about it. We welcome you to this hour 11 o'clock morning worship. Yes, those of you that are joining us by way of live streaming, welcome. This is K Chapel missionary baptist church and we are here to give praises and honor to our lord and savior jesus christ we ask that you will get rid of any distractions put your mind and your heart heavenward so that we can concentrate on our lord and our god because he has been good to all of us And we are thankful. And we are grateful. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you now, Lord. Lord, we thank you for being so good to us. Lord, you brought us all the way through March. And now you have blessed us to see a new month. This second day of April. Lord, God, we said thank you. Lord, we understand that your mercy endures forever. And Lord, for that we are grateful. Father, we ask that you will have mercy on those that are sick and shut in. Father, have mercy on those that wish and desire to be able to be in somebody's church this morning. And Lord, even for those that are worshiping by way of live streaming, into their homes. Give them the presence of your Holy Spirit. For we know that you are a God that is omnipresent, that you are everywhere at all times. And Lord God, we honor you. We praise you. We ask that you will bless these choir members. Lord, give them the inspiration and the genuineness to serve you in spirit as well as truth. And Lord God, when we leave this place, let us all be better than we were before we came. Let the words that our, our representative from the pulpit will give today. Lord, bless her as she come. And endow her with your holy power. And we thank you now, Lord, for everything that you will do in this service and not just this service but for every church door that's open in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we ask all of these things in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. The choir is coming.
2: Come on, y'all, put your hands together. We're going to give him glory. Come on, put your hands together.
3: scripture for the morning will come from Matthew, the 21st chapter, verses 1 through 6. I'll be reading the NIV version, and it reads as follows. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her coat by her side. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell him that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a coat, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. God's word for God's people. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just pause to say thank you. Thank you for your many blessings. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the creator of the heaven and the earth, the world and everything therein. We come because you said we should come, Father. You said that whether there's cattle in the stalls, whether we have any figs on the tree or fruit on the vine, that every man that has breath should praise the Lord. Father, we lift you up right now, Father, thanking you for your many blessings, Father. We thank you for watching over us last night as we stumbled and slept. Father, we thank you for walking with us and talking with us through last week. Father, we thank you for what you continue to do in Rolling Ford and Silver City and surrounding areas. We know that as the days go stronger and longer, Father, more challenges come. But, Father, we know you are the one that makes the impossible possible. So, Father, we thank you for the spoken word that will be given this morning. We ask that what will be given will be used to help us be the type of Christians that you ordained us to be. We ask these and other blessings in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen.
4: Amen. 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 Good morning, Kate Chapman. Now for our announcement for this morning. First on our list, do we have any April birthday babies this morning? If so, stand up, let's get recognized.
0: Hallelujah. We want to give you something special this morning. Happy birthday.
4: announcement is as follows. It's our youth department. Annual youth roundup starts this Sunday. Be sure to drop by the Old Fellowship Hall to update your information today. Mark your calendars for the Cade Family and Community Festival weekend, sponsored by the Sunday School and Deaconess Ministry. Join us for free food, fun, and games for youth and adults on Saturday, April the 22nd. 2023, of course, and for our traditional family worship service on Sunday, March 23rd at 11 a.m. And don't forget now to pre-order your Cade Chapel T-shirts for Family Day on the Cade website. Go to Connect and then Announcement to see the link. Now, for high school seniors, it says, don't forget to reach out to the future ministry for information regarding Bachelorette Sunday. Additional details can be found on the CAVE website. No pol- political candidates at this time. All right. The next on our announcement is want to call Sister Linda Butler up to give her emphasis on the new members. And after that, follow, we have Mr. James Williams to come up.
5: God bless you. Good morning. Good morning. I'm coming to place special emphasis on the Ministry Expo. This event is being sponsored by new member's orientation. will be held in the Family Life Center third Sunday in this month, April 16th, from 9.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Now, the reason for this event, we're wanting all of our new members who have joined during the pandemic and since we have returned back to the building to come and meet your ministry leaders and check to see if there's a place for you to work in the church. We have quite a few ministries that would love to have. We've we've had some wonderful new members. Now, the new members who joined during the pandemic, you may not think you're new, but these members joined K-Chapel, participated in their classes, and received their right hand of fellowship virtually. So we really want them to come out and meet you. I only have two requests. First request, I want all of our new members to mark a calendar and be here on the uh, third Sunday, April 16th, 9.30. We want all of you to come. That includes our young people. We have quite a few young people as well. Second request is directed towards our ministry leaders. I really need for you all to respond and let us know if you plan to have a representative on that Sunday. We will have a table set up for you if we know you're going to be there. So far, I've only received about six requests, so I'm sure we have more ministries than that. So I need for you to respond to the email or see Uh, Deacon Perry Allen or myself before you leave church today, so that we can be sure to have your ministry represented. We will not set tables up on that Sunday, so please let us know in advance so we can be prepared for you. So, we're looking forward to having our new members, we're looking forward to having our ministry leaders and anybody else who would like to come and meet all of the members that we have had join us. Since the pandemic, it's been about 60 of them. So please come out and meet them. Thank you.
0: Show me your face,
2: fill up this space, my world needs you.
0: within a sound that points us to you
6: Good morning church How many of you believe that God provides? Yeah. Today we also ask you to accept the fact that if God provides sometimes the way that he provides is through you When you allow yourself to be used for the benefit and in service of others, God supplies their needs through you. When you allow yourself to be used for the service and benefit of others, he restores those who have experienced loss through you. When you allow yourself to be used for the benefit and in the service of others, he provides hope for those who might not otherwise who might otherwise be hopeless you see it's through you that he lifts up those who find themselves in low places it is through you that he feeds the hungry it is through you that he provides direction for those who are lost through you you are the light in somebody's darkness you are the solution for somebody's problem. You are the miracle someone has been waiting for. You are the extension of God's grace, his mercy, and his favor. This month of April marks the month of volunteers. It is during this month that we celebrate those who give of their time and of their energy. We wanted to take an opportunity this morning just to highlight some of the work that is done in this church In service of his ministry. Have you ever played the game show and tell? We ain't gonna do that. (laughs) Today is about showing and asking. We're gonna take an opportunity to show you and you have seen some of the things that our members and our ministries are doing in this community. When we say K Chapel, we grow, we connect, and we serve. We take that service part seriously. We serve from the little girls and Girl Scouts to the old men and the layman's. We serve. I'm gonna get in trouble for that later on, but Mother Curry laughed so it was worth it. So we believe in serving others. Our ministry and our members have filled and distributed disaster relief trucks. We have distributed water and food We've provided every article of clothing from socks and underwear to prom dresses. Our ministries and our members have partnered with and provided support to various shelters in this community. They deliver comfort packages to the elderly. They distribute holiday meals. They make sure that children in this neighborhood have something under the tree every Christmas morning. They provide vaccines and health screenings to members of the community. They participate in neighborhood cleanups. They repair and remodel homes for those who are disabled or elderly. We do great things in this church for this community. That's the showing. So our first act ask of you is that we take time to acknowledge them. So for all of you who serve in this community, we salute And we thank you. Our second ask is that you find ways to support. It is my understanding that our Sunday school class is still looking for the Walton book drive for members to uh, contribute. If you have not contributed already, please do so. It is also my understanding that on Tuesday we will be collecting items for those in rolling fork. Uh, So if you have not done so, You can participate in that as well. Our third ask has already been addressed today and that comes with the uh, Ministry Expo. If you have not found a way to participate in any ministry in this church, there's your opportunity. So on the third Sunday, find you. Find a ministry that is serving in a way that speaks to you, speaks to your heart, speaks to your commitment and become involved because someone's world needs you right now. Thank you.
7: Amen, amen. Amen. Isn't the Lord good? It sounds like somebody on this side realized the Lord is good. Sounds like somebody on this side realized the Lord is good. In that God has been so good to us, and he's just a good God, it is time for us to bless the Lord in our giving. Now, at K Chapel, we give for at least three reasons. We give to demonstrate our obedience to God's word. We give to demonstrate our thankfulness to God for his provisions. And we give to support local and global ministries. For those who are viewing live stream, you can give first of all by texting the number that appears on the screen you can use the k chapel app that appears on the screen you can bring or mail your offering to k chapel at 1000 west ridgeway street jackson mississippi god bless you remember it is better to give than to receive
2: praise the lord y'all it's time to give And we're going to give some praises to anybody ready to give God some glory this morning. Anybody want to go to church? Anybody want to go to church? (laughs) K Chapel, I want you to help welcome a good friend of mine named Jennifer Gibson. She's coming to give God glory with us. Come on, give a good God bless you this morning.
3: Father, we thank you for the offering that is being received today as it will be used for the uplifting of your kingdom. We thank you for those that gave and those with their, that were not able to give, Father. As we journey through the, the days ahead, we ask, Father, that you prepare our journey, guide our footsteps, and the Holy Spirit watch over us on every path we follow. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
8: Good morning, K Chapel. First John 5th chapter, verse 14, tells us that we can pray with confidence if we ask for what aligns with God's will. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. The key to whether or not God decides to heal someone physically is if doing so is his will. God sometimes heals the sick and sometimes works through physical sickness to strengthen spiritual faith. At other times, God chooses to allow people to experience physical sickness in order to accomplish a spiritual purpose. I ask you this week to continue to pray for our bereaved families, the Allen, Butler, and Henderson families. Keep them in your prayers. And you know, we've been blessed once again, that this week there are no recorded or reported deaths. God is good. But don't forget those that are in the hospital, nursing homes, or in rehab. Brother John Johnson is back in the hospital. Sister Marilyn Woods, Reverend Leroy Harrington, Sister Christy Wright Jones, Sister Gloria Greer, Sister Jackie Simmons, Deaconess Minnie Ellis, and brother Benny Larry. We have recovering at home, sister Mae Jones, brother Charles Foster, sister Cynthia Buchanan, sister Deborah Letbetter, sister Olivia Sam Jones, sister Wilma Jean Chaffee, brother Kelvin Roselle, brother John Sanders, brother Aaron Thompson Jr., sister Marilyn Langford, brother Charles Hodge, sister Polly Johnson Williamson, Sister Demetria Davenport, Brother Levi McBride, Brother Al Levy, Brother Walter Cheatham, Sister Shirley Swims, Brother L Buchanan, Brother Sammy Henderson, and Sister Dorothy Jones. The list is long. Sister Polly Johnson is here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You're here this morning. Amen. God is good. And to show you how good he is, I dare you to challenge me. Pray when you can. Visit where you can. And I dare you to thank him each day that you can. Amen. God bless you.
9: Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord. Now, Lord, hide me behind your cross. Let your word speak, Lord. Yes. Let the devil flee this morning, Lord. We ask Lord, that you just take charge, come into the place in a mighty way, this incredible season we're in as we are looking at Passion Week, as we are recounting the journey of our Lord and Savior. Let us go with your word this morning. Let us be filled, Lord, so that when we walk out of this place, we won't be the same. Give us now this, your word.
5: In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen.
9: In obedience to the great head of our church, to the pastor who is on mission this morning, to my fellow brothers in the gospel, to the magnificent leadership of this church, deacons and mothers, and all of the missionaries. Brotherhood Our leaders of all of our Youth divisions and all of the People Those folks that bring us in And take us out of this building I just want to say Thank you Thank you for your service Now There is a word From the Lord But I would be remiss If I didn't say y'all just mess me up Woo! hallelujah! Give this, I don't even know what to call them, ensemble a hand clap of praise for ushering in the spirit in such a powerful way right before the message of the Lord. Matthew 21, 1 through 6 from the New International Version says, As they approached Jerusalem and came into Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her coat by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell them that the Lord needs them and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet saying to the daughter of Zion, "See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a coat the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. All right. Today, the subject, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. All right. Today's subject is piggybacking Pastor Buckley's Wednesday night Bible study. All right. So I'm giving you part two. Now if you want part one, I think you can go on Facebook, YouTube, K. Chappell website, and pull it up. But this is part two, all right. and the title comes from his discussion, Untied to Serve. All right, all right. Now I know you got on masks, but turn to somebody and just say Untied, Untied. to Serve. Now, turn to the other side and say, untied to serve. Um, I'm going to do three little points. You know, I follow in the footsteps of the traditional um, manuscript preaching of this church. And there are three points. Knowing location of the tied up, what needs to be untied, And untied, for the Lord has need of them and us. Okay, Jesus and his disciples were nearly uh, completing a long journey from the region of Galilee in the north to Jerusalem. They had now traveled this long leg from Jericho to this town right at the Mount of Olive, near Jerusalem's gates. Now, I want to set the stage of what is happening. This is Palm Sunday. This this is a usual process where the community would come together. and, And they would have a feast commemorating what had happened previously. The difference is that Jesus is present this time. And his entry into Jerusalem takes on a new historical perspective. But let's go back in history. What was this Passover about? According to the book of Exodus, God commanded Moses to tell the Israelites to mark a lamb's blood over every door that the angel of death would pass over them. That they would not be touched by the tenth plague that was the death of the firstborn. And that was because that good evil king Pharaoh would not let the people go. But with the Passover, with the Israelites' firstborn not being touched, with Pharaoh's son dying, Pharaoh decided, I'm going to let these people go. So Moses and all of the other Israelites from that day forward celebrated the Passover. And if you are in that part of the world right now, there are people who are traveling toward Jerusalem. Before entering Jerusalem, Jesus directed two of his disciples, it doesn't tell us which two, but he directed them to go into the village where they will find a donkey and a coat tied up. Jesus has arranged to ride the coat into Jerusalem to intentionally fulfill the prophecy of the Messiah. Zachariah had predicted that the king would come humbly and riding on a donkey. That was Zechariah 9 and 9. And the symbolism of this could be easy to miss. Donkeys are common work animals. Not thought of much for going into a battle They used big stallion horses when they were going into battle. Donkeys were never thought of as very pretty. And I tell you, riding in on a donkey rather than a war horse is like a modern-day president riding in on a pickup truck. Yet, the prophecy said that he was to ride in on a donkey. Now, I have some younger folks here who may not know exactly what a donkey looked like. So I brought a picture this morning. Sister Moore up there can probably pull it up. Because I just want to tell you a little bit about donkeys. A donkey is stronger than a horse. Donkeys can see with all their four legs with their eyes. Donkeys can be in a range of 26 inches to 68 inches tall. The donkey's bray, that's their voice, can carry 60 miles in the desert. Donkeys have incredible digestive system, utilizing 95% of everything they eat. Donkeys have been used for over 5,000 years in fields in Europe, Asia, Africa, and South America. Donkeys live 50 years. A donkey is not stubborn. They actually are very sensitive and use their brains probably better than humans. They decide if there is something dangerous around them before they move. Donkeys are very sociable and they have strong bonds. Even if they are blind, they pair with someone that have sight so that they can move with ease. Donkeys have been studied for their psychology, their communication skills, their thinking, and their behavior. Did you know all of that? So when Matthew, talks about the donkey and when jesus says go and get me a donkey i am sure that they were perplexed adding to the perplexed situation mark 11 said that when they got there they did find the donkey and it was tied up outside of a door, and would you have just untied it? But they did, and people start questioning them, and they said, the Lord has need of the coat. Now, why was the donkey so important? It said, first of all, it had never been ridden. It was young, less than four years old. Can you see why the coat had never been saddled? It's because the new covenant had to be fulfilled with Christ on board it. When Jesus mounted the donkey, these people following him, they started shouting. Hosanna! That was the prophecy-relating statement of Luke 1937. And when he was arriving, it was obvious that some saw him in a different light. Remember now that this account has already been discussed in Matthew 21, Luke 11, Mark 11, Luke 19, and John 12. It is identified in each scripture as Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. It did take place before the Last Supper. This passion process, we know, identified the time of his suffering, his death, and his resurrection following that holy week. But in John 12, 9 through 11, as the crowds were gathering, there is something that he identified that seems so unique. He identified that this was right after raising Lazarus from the dead. And as they were gathering for this feast and being welcoming, welcomed into Jerusalem and into the city, it is said that this may have been just a traditional pilgrimage, uh-huh. but for whatever reason, that crossing the Jordan River this year for the feast saw that there was a presence of many more people than usual. So let's move to Matthew 21, 7 through 10, and pick up on the story. They brought the donkey and the coat, placed their cloaks on them, and Jesus sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Crowd that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed to he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! When Jesus entered the city The whole city was stirred. And of course, you know the Sanhedrin council was there. And they wanted to know who is this. As Jesus rides toward the crowd, following him now is a massive amount of people. And they're pressing, they're throwing palms, they're all around him. And the Psalms 119 said that it meant the Messiah, Hosanna, the Son of God, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Yeah, but remember, they're asking, who is this? Well, I got to go back to the donkey. (laughs) I'm going to go back to the donkey because his ride would not have been as comfortable. There would not have been the peace possibly with another animal. But it said in all four Gospels that he went straight in because the donkey had been untied by his disciples and brought to him the way that the scripture had identified. So, I want to go to the first point. God knew where the donkey was tied up. That's an important point to start with. The the whole entry would not have happened like it did if the Lord had not known where the donkey was. So, oh, this morning, does God know where you are tied up? Okay, now I want you to ask yourself. I want you to ask your neighbor. Does God know where you're tied up? I asked the other name, does God know where you are tied up? (laughs) Knowing the location of tie up was crucial. This morning, I want you to do some self-examination. I I want you to look up your tied up location on your GPS. God purpose. God's purpose, yes. that GPS that's in you, God Purpose Station. Now, y'all remember that acronym later. But I want you to ask yourself, have you defined inside of you what is tying you up? What is it that's keeping you from being what God would have you to be? What, what is keeping you from moving or doing the things that you need to do. Well, let me give you a list maybe that will help you. Are you tied to that bench you're sitting on? I know some of y'all don't have your names on them, but you come and you sit on the same corner (laughs) every Sunday. I know you just heard the announcement they're going to have this event in the, in the gym where you can start not sitting on that bench, but you can decide that you're going to get up, untie yourself, and find a responsibility in the church. Now that, declared, that should have had this. All the leaders of the church should have at least been doing that, right? All right, let me ask you about another tied up. Are you tied up in your house? I mean, you know, I can't get out the house because of this or that. I I gotta cook dinner, I gotta see about the children, I gotta pay the bills, I gotta do whatever I gotta do. Are you tied up in that house? Do you know your next door neighbor? Do you visit anybody? Or is that house not just your sanctuary, but it's your hiding place? I don't mean to step on too many toes. Did you wear some comfortable shoes this morning? So are you tied up with your job? I mean, I know it's a good job. It pays the bills. But does it have a higher priority than it should? Okay, let's look at some other parts. Are you tied up emotionally? Have you got some stuff inside of you that just tying you down? You don't have a way to forgive that person that actually sit in your seat 10 years ago? That that cousin that showed out at the family reunion, and you just haven't talked to them since then. Are you tied up? Are you tied up with blame? Okay, I know most of y'all said, "Oh no, I ain't got no blame." Is it anybody in here still blaming white people? <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah for freedom! Um, them, I don't know who them is, but they, are you tied up with the they blame? They ought to. I said it this week. That city council, they ought to come up with a compromise, you know? Then I got on the phone and started calling them. I'm telling you, we cannot be tied up. Now, I'm going to let you along after this. (laughs) Are you tied up with the food? You said I didn't have to add that one, huh? I, I, I know you like chocolate cake. T-bone steak calls your name once a week. That gravy leaping over them mashed potatoes. I know we're right before lunchtime too, aren't we? Are you tied up to the food? Your blood pressure is off the charts. Your weight is definitely not acceptable on anybody's Richter scale. Are you tied up? Tell the truth now, don't, shame the devil. Tell the truth this morning. Are you tied up? Okay. Now I'm hoping that all of these are temporary. There are things that you will not accept that you're tied up to that are permanent. And just in case you don't know how to get untied, uh, Dr. Moore, show them. I, I came with some evidence that is possible. Boy Scouts in the building, raise your hand. Previous Boy Scouts, I know we, all right, I see hands going up in the back. Girl Scouts in the building, previous Girl Scouts, raise your hand. You were taught about knots, weren't you? You you were taught that there are certain types of knots that nobody should be able to loosen. You you were actually taught how to tie a knot. Now, is there any farmers in the building? You already know that you have to tie up certain animals certain ways or they will get away. Well, I'm not going to talk about knots this morning. (laughs) I know we got knots. We got knots we created. We got knots we inherited from our parents and our grandparents. And we have got to deal with those. But that's going to be a whole course by itself. What I want to talk about is the rope that makes the knot. Where, where is my brother? I want you to put it on that podium over there. And, and I want you all to look at it. Ooh wee, look at how he laid that loop with that real knot in it.
3: Cowboy
9: stand. That's a cowboy stand. Wow, that's a real rope, isn't it? I, I think it could hold on to a lot of y'all. Well, it may could hold on to some of y'all. But now, I don't want you to leave here and say it that Reverend Buckley and Deacon Duvall showed us how to tie up each other.
0: Please don't do that. What
9: I want you to say is that you can view the strength of a rope. You, you can make a determination in your life of ropes. Now, let's talk about ropes. Do you have a rope around your neck? Is it one around your waist that's pulling you backwards? Is it around your ankles and it's tripping you? Only you know where the rope is. On the screen, you'll see the rope that I actually figured was a tight rope that they used back then. It was a more coarse rope. You see how the rope has intertwining pieces to it? And you see how it is winding and winding and winding and winding. That's how life is. The ropes of life will just keep you twisted they will confuse you they they will just pull you all the way down if you don't realize that it's a rope and the rope can be untied but you got to be intentional you, you, you got to believe that you have the ability, and, and see, you see how he took that rope off of there? Yeah. That, that's what you can do in your life. You can just loose that rope. You can take it away from whatever it is that it is holding in your life. And if you don't believe me, Second Timothy first chapter and the 7th verse says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us power of love and of a sound mind. If you are defining what has got you tied up, if you are defining in your life what is holding you back, then you have got to understand that you have the ability to untie it. Hallelujah. When Jesus sent the two disciples, they didn't say, Lord, do we need to take a knife? Do we need to take a machete with us? Lord, is two of us gonna be enough to get the rope out for the animals? They didn't say any of that. They moved out with faith. They moved out with trust. And they moved out without fear. I'm telling you this morning, you can do the same. Now, the last point, why are you being untied? Come on now. We, we've, we said you have defined that you are tied up. We define now of how you can get untied. All right. But why are you being untied? And the word is real plain. It says you're being untied to serve. Untied to serve. Now, now, I know I had to say it earlier, but see, I want you to leave here being able to say it to somebody. That, that Reverend Shirley talked about, untied to serve. So say it again, untied to serve. It takes meditation, y'all. You, you can't know where you're supposed to be serving if you're not praying and meditating. You've got to go to the Lord. If you're the Lord's vessel and he has assigned you a particular task, you have got to go to him to get instructions. The disciples didn't go to anybody else. They were listening to the Lord. And that's what we have to do. We have to listen to what the Lord is telling us. And then others can see Jesus in you. They can walk up to you and say, Mary Coleman, you look different than most women I know. They can say, oh, uh, look, Jones, who are you? What, what is it about you? That They can walk up to you and you should be ready to say, the Lord has need of you. You should be so connected that you have already heard from the Lord that morning and he's saying to you, I'm going to bring a child by your path today and I need you to tell them thus and so. United to serve. Untied to serve. If we are untied, and I want to go to this picture of Jesus on the mule, I don't think I couldn't find a black Jesus, y'all. Where are my artists in the building? I need some children to paint me a black Jesus. When you look at that picture, there were children, women, men, Visitors, everybody. And they were coming to see this Jesus. Untied to serve. It means more than just coming to this building. Amen. Yeah, that deserve a hand clap of praise, right? Amen, amen, amen. It means coming to the byways. It, it means coming to where the need really is. They're asking for volunteers next week to go up to Rolling Fork. Now I know some of you have never stood in the middle of filth and you've never been in a disaster zone. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. We have got to be intentional And in understanding that if he's calling you to service, if he's already untied you from all the foolishness in your life, if he has equipped you with knowledge and understanding of his word. You've been coming to Sunday school for 35 years. You got more word than you than the bulk of the Bible has. And you're not giving it to nobody. We have got to serve. We have got to move outside of our comfort zones. We have got to talk to those wayward children. We have got to talk to the people on the street. We have got to talk to that cousin that won't even look you in the face when you start talking about Jesus. We have got to serve. You have been untied to serve. Now, I'm going to leave you alone after I make the comparison that once you're untied, untied to serve, you need the strength of a donkey. Right. Yeah. Am I telling the truth, Sister Green? You need the strength of a donkey. That means I can see something bigger than me, taller than me, better than me, but they don't have Jesus. You need to have the bray of the donkey. Yes. That, that means your voice ought to be heard across mouths. We use these cell phones. We use this internet. And I'm telling you, we could be preaching sermons every day to somebody that's not right here under you. We need to use our brain. We need to speak louder. We need to tell the truth more constantly. We need to not be ashamed to claim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, I tell you, I've got to leave you. But by and by, when we reach glory, Thank you, sister, for reminding us that we are not. This is not our home. By and by, when I reach glory, I, I want to be able to see that Jesus. And I've been told in Revelations 19:11 through 6, He's not going to be riding a donkey this time. I, I've been told that He's going to be riding on a white horse. and and that he is going to be the faithful and the true and that the just he will judge. And he is going to wage a war, y'all and his eyes will be blazing with fire, and his head will be crowned, have many crowns, and his name is written on him himself, and he will be dressed in a robe that is dripped with blood, and he will be coming out of his mouth a sword, and it will be telling us that it is going to strike down the nations. I don't want it to strike me down. And he will then rule with an eye Arm and he's gonna tread over the vineyards. He's gonna be like a pressing board for everything that's right and wrong. And his robe, oh, he's gonna have on a robe, and his robe will have his name inscribed. And they say that even on his thigh, that they have inscribed inscribed his name. He's king of kings, y'all. He's lord of lords. And the record book is gonna be open, y'all. It's gonna have my name in it. Is it gonna have your name in it? Are you gonna be able to tell anybody I was tied up, but I'm untied. Um, are you gonna be able to tell anybody I am now untied for service the Lord would have me to do. You know, I tell everybody that there is no need of us acting like we got no heirs, or that we got no special place in the kingdom. I don't know where my feet will land. I don't know where your feet will land, but I'm just gonna be happy to be in the kingdom. I'm gonna be saying, I'm down here to serve now, and you can count on me. I I don't know what you got for me to finish up doing. I've been here 73 years, but you still can count on me, Lord. I I don't know where you want me to go next week. I don't know what you want me to do next year, but you can count on me, Lord. I I, I got that old song in me. He has need of workers, y'all. He wants us to till His fields today. And I know that kindly He has led us to walk in His wisdom way. I'm praying for grace, y'all. Anybody else praying for grace? To help me with my heart to say, oh, blessed Savior, count on me. Hallelujah. I can't sing that song. The Lord has made of workers to till his
0: field today. So kindly he has led me to walk
8: in wisdom's way.
0: I pray. For grace and mercy to help me with all my heart to say, Oh, blessed Savior, count on me. I'll bear another's burden alone, alone. Or teach that burden bearer
3: with confidence to praise in service ever loyal
0: at home.
9: You, we used to sing it like this.
0: Count on me, count on me yeah. for loving heart
9: morning that's ready to be untied for new service there, there may be someone that heard something in this sermon that said i can renew my strength i can do more in, in 2023 than i've done before uh, there's a new wave of things that are needed and you can enter that re- responsibility now if you've never joined k you are seeking a new home, you can join by letter, or you can join as a candidate for baptism, or if you got Christian experience in another congregation, you can join right here at K.A. Chapel. The doors of the church are open to you at this time. And you can sing Special day for my family, Only and I'm I'm so thankful that I have obedient children. <laughs> they are, dear. but I'm gonna ask Rosalind and Christopher and Baby and and my my other children to head down, and all family that. They may have told all of my other grandchildren, my son, all, uh, my daughters, wherever you are, I want you to come down. And this is a special prayer request. And then I want everybody else that need a special prayer. We're not selfish. We, we are, we know that when it is time to, to really do special prayer. And, and this is a, one of those times and uh, all of that crew that's coming here, I want you to come right in front of me. Thank, thank you, uh, sister. Now, uh, is there a movable chair anywhere, okay. Deacon? Can you just? We are. We have always been a very open family today is no exception now other people that that want to pray please come on down because this prayer is not just for them this is for all kinds of medical conditions that we need to have special prayer for so is there someone else that may be going into surgery this week we want you to lift up the Ira Roberts family Brother Ara is in the uh, Veteran Hospital, and y'all lift up Jackie and husband and everyone as they make a decision about him. Yeah, I don't want nothing to happen right here. Rosalind is full term with twins. Bless the Lord. I think that deserves something. Ministers, I'm gonna ask you to lay hands on her. And anyone else that's coming for prayer, please, y'all, just come right on up. And then uh, one of the ministers will. If you want, if you want private prayer, you can. If you want to be in this group prayer, y'all, please come on up. Is there anyone else that we 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 want to pray for? Everybody, come on up. Now, is there any mother in the house that's had twins? Come on up. I want you to touch our baby. They made a decision this week that she could not do natural childbirth. And we're not unhappy, are we? No, let let the mothers come near her. So on Wednesday, she's going in to have induced labor. You know, being the preacher that I am, I thought about them two boys who were wrestling in the wound, and one bruised the other one's foot because he was trying to get out first. (laughs) We don't want nothing wrong in this childbirth, right? And so I'm going to ask that you pray with us. See, Arthur, thank you all for coming. The other sister, we know that you have had some wonderful testimonies of how God has been delivering you, and we're just thanking him. Now, if you didn't want to come down, but you want healing prayer, stand. Oh, Heavenly Father, we humbly come before your presence this morning, knowing that you are a God that does exceedingly and abundantly. It was just a few years ago this family stood before you, and the husband of Rosalind Christopher was in critical condition, and we didn't know if he was going to live. And God, he's here this morning. And we're thanking you, Lord. We don't, we don't deny any of your blessings and your miracles. And God, we are just turning Rosalind and, and those two babies over to you. Yes. We, we know that you do what you do. Yes. And you don't need us to do nothing. Yes. But we're asking for protection of the surgeons. Yes. We're asking that no germs would go into that operating room. We're asking for health and full births. And God, we're asking for her spirit to be at peace. But this is your way. This is what you're doing. And we're untied, Lord. We got the Holy Spirit all over us. We're not trying to do anything. We're just trying to be obedient, Lord. And right now, we're claiming healthy births, Lord Jesus. We're claiming, Lord, every person that stood up, that whatever is happening in their body, if it's in their heart, if it's in their lungs, if it's in their inner parts of their bodies, Lord, if it's their extremities, if that arthritis is getting to them, Lord, we're asking you now to lift it, Lord Jesus. We're asking you for them to find relief, Lord, that there would be someone put on their path that is able to give them information that will actually lead to healthier living. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for the children we thank you for the parents we thank you for the mothers of the church who are so obedient to come and lay hands on we thank you for the deacons Lord that are round about us we thank you for the ministerial staff we thank you for the pastor and our leading family and God most of all we thank you for Jesus now it is in the name of Jesus that we pray in all hearts say amen 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 now unto him who is able to keep us and protect us and direct us Lord you have brought us through this service now we are asking you to take us home untie us inside let us be ready to serve untied it is in the precious name of jesus that we dismiss you from here but not from the lord amen